I want to uh, continue the conversation, if you will, that Pastor Jonathan had briefly this morning uh, regarding House Bill Number Five. Okay, the Equality Bill Act, uh, not so much equality. Okay. And I think there's an issue that needs to be addressed in relationship to these types of political things that come down our way. We have to understand, um, and I'm going to take this, obviously Pastor Jonathan did a great job of addressing it as it is the potential for discrimination against the church, against Christian organizations, and uh, it specifically designed to uh, punish those who are not in favor of equality, but not equality in the sense of um, disenfranchising those who don't agree with the left political agenda. And the bottom line is this, obviously what that bill is saying is, is that those individuals that they want to add the LBGTQ community to the Civil Rights Act of 1964, okay? Every human being in the 19, at Civil Rights Act of 1964 has already been protected under law. But now they want to add to that an issue of diversity and, again, this idea of punishment for those that don't conform to a particular standard of uh, allowing an individual to identify themselves for the way they are. But I'm going to make a couple quick statements here. Number one, as soon as a person finds their identity in something that is external or that they view as potentially changing, it is setting themselves up for their own mental illness. Okay? Because when you find your identity in something other than who you were created to be by God, what happens when that identity shifts? What happens when that identity causes you to no longer be content with who you are as an individual. Because when you find your identity in those externals that shift and change, you'll never be rooted on the foundation of, of the rock, of a solid foundation. It's always shifted in sand, and it will always be to your demise. But I will also make this statement, okay? We are not a church that, and that does not discard Politics, we should, um, and we are responsible because we're citizens of the United States. Okay, I want to make sure everyone clearly understands, and I think you do. But we are a representative government. When you vote or don't vote, the individual that is elected has the right to vote their conscience from there on. They don't care about necessarily your opinion other than the fact that they got elected. They care about their own conscience. For example, if, if you were elected to the House of Representatives, to Congress, to Senate, to any government position, would you vote against your own conscience? If, if you found out, for example, if you were in the city of Lynchburg and the city of Lynchburg was, you know, you were a representative and you were voting on the behalf of the fifth district, say, and you were voting for the issue of abortion. 
and you were opposed to abortion, but you polled the, the citizens of 5th District and found that 51% of them believed in abortion, would you vote in favor of abortion if you were personally against it? No. 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 And you have every right to do that. And so do they. So you, when you understand, when you vote or when the citizens of Virginia vote a person into office, they are representing not you, but their own conscience. That's why voting is so essential to vote those individuals in who have a similar conscience to what we have. Yeah, Chuck. The majority of the politicians are voting for their pocketbook. Yeah, and a lot of them vote yeah. their pocketbook. Yeah. Pocket Absolutely. Yeah. Or the they, may see, they may not agree with the majority of their constituents, like on the abortion thing, but they're going to get pressure from Planned Parenthood. They're going to get pressure from the pro choice community. And a lot of the politicians, and it's been found out, found out later, they always got the biggest pocketbook just wants to get his vote. Well, that's part of it, though. The whole issue is my conscience of what makes me happy. Money. And their own personal beliefs. And so the bottom line becomes, as Christians, we have an obligation to vote. We have an obligation to get involved. So definitely call your senators. Okay? Vote um, and be involved. This is a major issue now. Just so everybody understands, there needs to be a 60 vote in the Senate in order to stop a filibuster. Filibuster is just, it just dies in session. Okay, and so uh, there's only been a couple Republicans, but there have been a couple Republicans who've already signed on to the bill supporting it. But they're, it's unlikely. But you know what? I think here's the other issue finally is this as we begin our class today. When we as Christians view ourselves, we should not view ourselves only as followers of Jesus Christ. And that's the paramount. That's always paramount, tops everything. However, we are also citizens. We are people of this land who have a right to speak our mind. There is an idea, and you've heard me say this before, but I'm gonna reiterate it this morning. There's this idea out there that you and I, as Christians, shouldn't legislate morality. Stop shoving your views down our throat. And you know what, Christians will sometimes go, you know, they've got a point. I don't think it's right for us as Christians to shove our religion down somebody else's, you know, and make them live that way. Uh, stop right there. Don't ever even think that way. Every piece of legislation, every law, everything on the book is legislative morality. It's not that there is legislative morality. It's who's legislating it. So sometimes Christians will step back and go, well, I don't think it's right for me to shove my opinions of Jesus down someone's throat and my religious values in the Bible down someone else's throat. And so what we do then is we allow them to set their secular agenda and shove it down our throat. And we, well, that's just, praise the Lord for you know, discrimination. Praise the Lord. I'm a martyr for Jesus. Hallelujah. Stop. I don't want to hear it. 
We have every right to stand up for what we believe and do so lovingly. Speak the truth in in love. And if we truly love them, do we want them to go down a point of destruction? No. Because we know where that ideology leads to. Destruction. It will destroy themselves. It will destroy their families. It will destroy our culture. It will destroy our nation. And so what we do is we, we lovingly confront the culture, speak the truth in love, share our opinions, but more importantly than all, be light and salt and share the gospel. Because it's only when a person builds a relationship with Jesus Christ that as Acts 26, 18 says, to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. That has to, that's Thing that will ultimately change everything. Let's begin our class today with prayer and ask God's blessing on this class, but on the church itself, that we won't be silent and that we will share his truth in love. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray your blessing on our class today. I pray your blessing upon everyone who's taking time out of their busy lives to make this class a priority, to come, to encourage one another, to support one another. Thank you for uh, those that have birthdays today. We pray your blessing upon them. And uh, Lord, there's also people in our class that are hurting this morning. And when we go to prayer, we'll be lifting them up corporately and privately and personally in prayer. Uh, we think of uh, Kim Smith, whose father passed away this morning. Lord, we're hurting for her. There's others that are going through really difficult things, even this week. Whether it will be treatments, decisions about surgery. Lord, taking care of ourselves so that, Lord, we can do the right things. Give us wisdom and discernment. People that are going through emotional trauma right now or spiritual issues, God, I just pray your grace and strength on each one of us. May we stand up as a church and confront our culture to be light and salt as you've commanded us to be. And Lord, may we build relationships with people that don't know you with the purpose of sharing you that their lives may be transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen.